0: Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today, on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on being picky about picks. It's a simple tool, really, but there are so many different thicknesses, textures, shapes, hardness, materials, and quite honestly, opinions about this tool that we call a plectrum, or When you become friends with it, a pick. In my research before starting this group therapy session, I ran across a company called Timber Tones. They make guitar picks out of bone, carbon fiber, coconut, felt, glass, horn, leather, metal, mineral, resin, rubber, shell, stone, and timber. Their costs span from $1.50 felt and rubber pick. All the way up to what they call Treasure Tones Platinum One, with an asking price of $7,500 American dollars a piece. I mean, I used to be the guy who would grab a free pick at a guitar booth and use it for months. I was the guy who had a hard time shelling out $3 on a 12 pack of picks. I surely can't justify a Treasure Tones Platinum. For $7,500 or a Star Picks Gideon Meteorite pick for five grand. So, what happened? Under what circumstances would the cost of a pick be worth it? What tones can I expect from different shapes, thicknesses, hardnesses, and materials? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Jason on the Tweed Couch. Well, Jason, it is a wonderful, opportunity to have you back again and i thank you so much for being back on the tweed couch for such an intimate conversation not many people really like to talk about this and the reason why they don't like to talk about it is because uh, they want to talk about the tone being in the fingers but what if what if the tone was in the pick And so we're going to you know, I think it'd be fun to kind of talk about picks. Some people are super picky about picks and I am not necessarily one. But at the same time, there are picks I don't like. And then there are picks that I've gravitated towards. So I think this will be uh, an excellent conversation. So what, what do you think about a pick? Do you think that a pick. Really makes a difference.
1: I, it depends on what day you ask me. Some days, yes, I absolutely think it uh, makes a difference. Other days, I don't think it makes any difference at all. Um, today, today, if you ask me, yes, it makes a difference. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> makes a difference.
0: So, why do you think that it makes a difference? I don't know about you, but like when I first started playing, I used whatever pick was handy, and my dad—he, there must have been something on sale. <laughs> And he bought, like, I swear, a hundred of these really thin, some sort of plastic, blue-hued picks that were like that teardrop, that Mm 351-style teardrop. And I remember playing with those, and I absolutely hated them. Eventually, what I ended up doing is I ended up going to just a regular Fender medium Celluloid pick, And I used that for a long time, but I always felt like they kind of wore down. What kind of pick did you end up starting with?
1: Well, I started out just playing finger style, just using my fingers a lot. Um, but my uncle and granddad and brother, you know, they were the kind of guys that you would go in their case and lift up that little compartment and whatever was in there was in there. And it was probably something that was... <laughs> Uh, included <laughs> with the guitar, you know, it may say yeah. Amarillo Music Supply or wherever, you know. Yeah, and that's um, right. And I mean, I've I've still got picks to this day that say things on there that I'm like, I don't even, I don't know who this guy is. I do have a plethora
0: of Nashville mm-hmm. Grand Old Opry picks because. Yeah. A buddy of mine went to the Grand Old Opry. They had free picks, and he went, you know, Dr. T likes picks, so yeah, it's I think kind of, I should just grab a bunch.
1: It's kind of like the uh, musician's version of the shot glass when you go somewhere. Somebody picks you up a guitar pick, and they bring it back <laughs> as a souvenir. <laughs> that's,
0: that's right, especially when they're free. Yeah, you know? or because if you have to pay part. for
1: them, they're, you know, 25 cents, and so that's a cheap <laughs> yeah, souvenir. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, I guess if I were to go into all of my free promotional picks that you pick up off of the table for marketing and stuff, I've got Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've got Kemper. Uh, I've got Reverb. I have G-Bass. I have Guitar Center. I have Twin Town. I mean,
1: I just I have a lot of different promotional picks. I have one and this is an honest to goodness pick and I... I've got a I've got like a couple different compartments. I've got my good picks, I've got my like great picks, and I've got my whenever somebody comes over and wants to play, just grab one of those picks. And in that pick there is no joke a state farm pick. And I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know where it came from. Did you from. get it from Jake? From <laughs> yeah, State Farm, probably. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't even. Why does State Farm have guitar picks? I don't even know. But um, <laughs> I, I've got that. In fact, I sh- I should probably pull out that little container of guitar picks so we could look at all the random places we have picks from. But yeah, everywhere I go, I usually grab a guitar pick. It's a cool, cheap souvenir.
0: So you did mention something about about starting with finger picking. You know, there is a lot of people out there who still swear by you've got to use your fingers to pick. Yeah, usually they also use picks. So like John Mayer, you see him using his fingers to pick, but then mm-hmm. you also see him use a pick. Um, you've got Lindsey Buckingham mm-hmm. from Fleetwood Mac, who he pretty much only uses his fingers now where he used to use a pick before that. So he actually he dropped that off. So, you know, and then actually one of my favorite people to see use his fingers to play is Keith Urban.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Man, I, I don't know how he makes the guitar sound like he does because he can make it sound as ag- aggressive as playing a heavy pick. And also he can make it just as as light as playing, you know, like some sort of a thin pick. He's Yeah. He's fantastic.
1: Well, he and John Mayer both do that thing where they'll be playing with a pick and the next thing you know, it looks like it just disappears. So they tuck it between their fingers or, you know, they hold it in the palm of their hand. Yeah, it's Houdini, man. <laughs> yeah, and they're I mean, they're they're slick at it too. And there's there's some other guys that I've seen do it too, but those two in particular they're a masters. I mean, they'll be playing the intro of a song with their fingers. The next thing you know, they're strumming with a guitar pick. And you're like, where did that come from? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, I did. I started out with playing finger style. And if I was strumming a song, obviously, I'd grab a pick from the you know, little case compartment and whatever there happened to be. But then, whenever I was younger, my fingers were always, and, and this is not a, a something I'm proud of, so it's not you know, something I tell a lot of people, but I had these clammy, like sweaty hands. And so I'd be playing with a guitar pick and it would just fly out of my hand. And so one day I found these, um, Dunlop picks that had like a raised surface on there. And I played that and I was like, Oh man, this is so much better. So I grabbed one of those and then I grabbed two of those. and next thing you know, I'm buying like a a gross of them. I've got 144 (laughs) picks coming at me. I, yeah, I've, I've got those and I I liked them a lot because they, um, they just wouldn't slip out of my fingers very much, and they were, you know, they were just one step above a Fender medium or a giveaway pick or whatever. Uh, except they had that grip on there, and I really liked it. And that kind of led me to a couple more steps down the road, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Well,
0: now, so you talk about you had these these kind of sweaty, clammy hands. So do you go <laughs> still do? Yeah. <laughs> But in all seriousness, do you end up going through guitar strings pretty fast then?
1: Yeah, I do. Like on my acoustics, I'll use Elixirs. Oh, okay. And they seem to last pretty pretty good. But, um, yeah, it's that coating? right? Yeah. And, but, and then on my electrics, I've just always used D- uh, D'Addario on my... Um, yeah, four bucks a set, man. You know, not anymore. Now they're
0: closer to six or seven a set. So what's funny is that when I first started playing D'Addario, it was like $3 a set. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is the best. And now, in order for me to get them down to four dollars, I have to buy like twenty at a time. And just as a quick
1: PSA, can we stop and say I have not always pronounced the name of that company that way. In fact, I still have a very um, stop and think moment whenever I say it because I always said Diadario. That's the way I said it. But then yep. I, I saw, and Diadario is actually how I've already mentioned it
0: on this podcast. Yeah. I've called them Diadarios. Yep,
1: that is natural to me. But on a YouTube video, somebody asked him, "How do you pronounce it?" And they said Diadario yeah exactly like duh and then dairy oh hi-oh daddario <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it, if i just said that word and you thought you idiot that's not how it's pronounced i promise it is mm-hmm. but i don't but i don't like it i prefer diadario. but that's that's just me
0: all right but back to what we're <laughs> yeah. talking about which is okay. picks.
1: picks, not
0: not yes. strings and all that kind of stuff <laughs> Picks, because you know what some people are picky about picks. so we should we should go into those all right so there's a couple of people that come to mind. One is Billy Gibbons, and another mm-hmm. is Brian May. Now, Jason, do you know why those people are picky about their picks? you know what they use?
1: So, Billy Gibbons, yes, I do. Brian May, I don't think I do.
0: Okay. So, Billy Gibbons, he's been known to use the peso. You know, a beautiful thing about Billy Gibbons is that, you know, he was born and raised in Texas. He calls himself a Texas musician. He doesn't call himself a rock musician. He doesn't call himself a blues musician. He calls himself a Texas musician. And and he's proud to the bone. But he plays a peso. And uh, you know, which is not necessarily <laughs> Texas, but That's not
1: Texas currency.
0: No, 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 it's not. Uh, not yet. And so, you know, so that's one of those things that's like, oh, that's interesting. But what Brian May uses is he uses a sixpence. Okay. That makes sense. Which is kind of the size of a dime. Okay. And I know that there's some kind of a specific year that he likes. Um, I, for sure, it's pre-1956. <laughs> they have better tone? Yeah, yeah. Evidently, the, the makeup of the metal was like a nickel silver, and he just, he really liked that softness of the, of the pick right. <laughs> and the way that it interacted with the strings as compared to the cheaper versions of that sixpence that they made after 1956. Hmm. And, and actually, for the most part, he's always used it. He grew up poor. He made his guitar out of the fireplace and things yeah. he had around. He took his mother's knitting needle and he bent it to turn into the tremolo bar. And so what a, what a cool way to make a guitar. But at the same time, he was like, I want to use this plectrum. And what should I use? Well, a, a sixpence isn't that much. So I'll, I'll just use that. Actually, I remember this story that he told one time uh, in an interview that he was running out of the sixpence and he needed some more, and his band manager went to the bank and just got a ton of them and brought them in for him to use and everything. And they picked out all the ones that were pre 1956 for him to keep. Well, in all fairness, over in
1: over in England, it would have been a kilogram or yeah. That, well, you know. thank
0: you, thank you very much. I, I didn't I didn't realize that we were going to be using the <laughs> SI units, the yes. standard yes. international units. Fully metric in England Yes they are So in which case They bought 900 kilograms Of these things Yes And um, yeah And he's that's been better.
1: using Using a bag of A bag of sixpence Ever since That's cool I Yeah I didn't know that And that's funny about Billy Gibbons too Because I've heard before that On his guitars He He strings them up With like eights oh, Or yeah. sevens And then To use a real thick pick Like a peso I mean that's That's crazy He's not breaking more strings But Man, I mean, maybe that's a signature to that incredible tone that he that he has. Well, you know, and so those are people that I know. Those guys are picky about picks. Yeah. So
0: who do you know? Do you know of anybody who is picky (laughs) about a pick?
1: Well, I was was thinking before this session that if anybody listens to this regularly and they do a bingo uh, card of things that i say and i'm trying not to say incredible but i just said it and I, i've already said john mayer and and keith urban but here comes, yeah, here, comes right. uh, here comes i feel like next... you're slow dancing in a burning room yes. oh crud! Here, here comes your your free space um so steve warner is one of my favorites <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. All right. And I'll just I'll just do the other one, Brad Paisley. Yeah, yeah, let's just say
1: it. Let's just get them all out there. That's so right, bingo. Uh,
0: <laughs> We're going for blackout now, guys, yeah, people. I heard somebody in Germany <laughs> yell bingo
1: just now. Yes.
0: Yeah. Actually, quick quick uh, uh update to that. I'm actually in eleven countries now. That's awesome.
1: I'm gonna I'm, clap for that.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Steve
1: Warner. Back to G thirty four. Um. <laughs> so you I mean I know you know this but uh, you know Steve Warner's not quite as famous as Billy Gibbons or, or Brian May he should be but he's not so he plays a thumb pick and he's a um, he was a friend and a protege of Chet Atkins and so he plays that finger style you know thumb pick kind of stuff so he is super picky he uses Dunlop small thumb picks so of course when I'm getting into guitar I mean anybody who's listened to any of these know that I had to get some Dunlop thumb picks and you know playing fingerstyle and going through that I mean it really I used that for a long time so like if I was strumming a song I'd use a flat pick but if I was playing anything else I'd use a thumb pick including you know playing electric guitar like on a Telecaster trying to chicken pick or whatever so I use this for a really long time after a while just the novelty of it kind of wore off and I realized that I'm not quite as slick on a thumb pick as i'd like to be so i switched over to more um hybrid picking and and doing stuff like that so well hold on so but maybe you're
0: just using the wrong thumb pick did you use a steve warner approved (laughs) thumb pick in order to make this happen
1: i did in fact not only did i use a steve warner approved i used i have a few of his his actual thumb picks. like his did like, you,
0: like what did you do like, mug him? You're a stalker, aren't you?
1: Well, so there there was a time and and yeah, basically I was a stalker at one point. I'm I'm slightly embarrassed to to say that and probably to this point still he probably knows my name and has, you know, like security knows my picture and just keep this guy away from me. But, um, so we, we, my brother got me tickets to a concert. It was a fundraiser for something in Dallas. And I went And uh, right before the show, we actually saw Steve Warner in the elevator. Like I was getting on the elevator and he was walking out. And so my brother and I are just like, we looked at each other and I just couldn't say anything at all. I was probably I was probably like maybe 17, 18 at the time. Starstruck, that's awesome. That I should have played it cool, but I was still young enough that I was starstruck, yeah. And so we go to the show, or whatever, and you know he said hi to us, and he was super nice, and uh, but I I just couldn't talk. So, anyways, we get to the show, and I I'd been thinking all day is like I want to get one of his picks because I'd been collecting picks, and you know that was just kind of my cool my thing that I like to do get a pick from somebody. So, in the like the second row, we're standing there, and I made this sign that looked like this handwritten kind of panhandler sign that just said "Will work for a thumb pick," <laughs> and at the time I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. I was like, man. I'm going to get this. And I was like, I was, I was awesome. And, uh, now looking back on like that's not even funny. That's just stupid. <laughs> but, uh, so in the middle of one of his encores, my brother's like, hold up your sign, hold up your sign. My brother was always looking out for me because yeah. I'm super shy. And my brother's the kind of guy that will like, he would fart in the middle of a grocery store and be like, Jason, what'd you do that for? <laughs> and just throw me under the bus. But <laughs> well, He really just wanted to see you look stupid by putting
0: up that sign. Did he take a picture of you? <laughs>
1: this. No, th- this is before digital cameras were uh, uh, okay. so popular. But anyway, so I hold up the sign. I'm holding up this will work for a thumb pick sign. And Steve looks down there and he sees it. And he, the th- you know, he's sitting there playing a song. And he looks down, gets his thumb pick and he tosses it to me. And of course, I probably look like, you know, like whenever a, a dad's throwing a, a ball to their baby for the first time. They got both arms up in the air <laughs> trying to catch it. <laughs> but I caught it. <laughs> I caught it. And I, I I mean, it was almost like, you know, pulling the sword out of the stone. I was like, I'm going to go home with this thing. I'm going to put it on and I'm going to unlock all the magical, but I'll be danged. I didn't, I put that pick on and I I played just like me still, which was, was a bit of a disappointment, but yeah. so to ask if I played a Steve Warner approved thumb pick, yes, I have. Yes, you have. Did it help? No, it did not.
0: (laughs) You know, actually, you know what this reminds me of is this, this reminds me of a different picky about pick thing that is completely a fallacy but it would be it's almost like the pick of destiny from tenacious yeah D. it is so like,
1: oh yes. the pick of destiny <laughs> that's what it, yeah that's what i kind of thought, felt like whenever <laughs> i'm walking home with that thing actually i think that story was written after you <laughs> it probably yeah they probably heard about that and they're like man we got a story <laughs> And you know it's funny at the time too. I mean those thumb picks. I just looked them up on Amazon. They're like two ninety nine or something. But I was carrying that thumb pick. Yeah. And I had it wrapped up in my pocket like it was gold. I mean I was like I'm sitting there thinking, man, I hope nobody mugs me. You know. Get this It's like pick. catching a home run ball or a or a foul yeah. ball.
0: You're just like, you're holding it yeah. tight in the glove and you won't let it go. And people are like, hey, can I see it? And you're like, no. Uh,
1: yes. And you know, uh, and add sweaty hands on top of that. You're like, oh, <laughs> can't, I got I to gotta hold it tight. So, you know, for a couple of years, just the the mix of not being great on them. And I still every now and then will pick one up and put it on. But it's just not my number one go-to. But um, I, I kind of moved away from that. And like I said, I moved into more like... You know, hybrid picking, which is really it really kind of fit better for me for for what I was doing that or I'll just go straight fingers. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe one of these days you'll go to another Steve Warner concert and you'll hold up a sign and say, we'll play for Gretsch signature model. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yes. And that's
0: yes. That'll be it. Okay. so there has to be certain applications that are appropriate for certain types of picks. So like for me, I do have a thumb pick the the goal was actually when i when i picked up the thumb pick i do a lot of hybrid picking i use my middle finger a lot mm-hmm. for good and not evil by using it as a hybrid picking machine yeah but i was like man if i used a thumb pick i can get all the beauty of the pick and get all the beauty of the fingers as well and so i tried doing that and i i just couldn't find myself accustomed to it and yeah. honestly the biggest problem i had was that it squeezed my thumb too much.
1: Yeah, that's that's one so, of the reasons I don't like them. Yeah, mm.
0: and, and I have my applications. I can do it for a song or two, but yeah. I can't play a whole concert with a thumb pick. And the one that I chose, I chose the Fred Kelly mm-hmm. Light because yeah. I felt like the Fred Kelly Light was more like a medium pick, which I generally gravitate towards. Yeah. But it it pinches the crud out of my thumb. Yes. And I tried multiple things. I was like, "Well, what if I tape my thumb and then I put it over that?" So it's kind of like, you know, getting some sort of a of a protectant against it hurting my thumb. And and what ended up happening was it just ended up being more awkward to yeah. play,
1: so yeah. So I don't remember who it was. It actually may have been Steve Warner, to be honest with you. I think it was him that told me he'll heat his up and get him kind of flexible a little bit, and then he'll put him around his thumb and let him cool off, and they kind of form to his thumb. Well, I tried that, and it still didn't quite work for me. And so I, I tried some that were like softer material, so yeah. they would be a little more pliable. But when I was playing those, they felt like they were just moving around too much. So I've just always had a really hard time getting a good fit on them yeah that kind of led me to go into some of the ones that that fit on your thumb but they've got like a full-size pick on the other side uh there's like herco one and there's a there's a new one and i can't i think it's called black mountain so uh we went to nashville back in march and one of the stores had these picks and they were called black mountain thumb picks and they they basically look like a full-size teardrop pick but it's got this little spring on there that's that holds pretty tight but it still moves you know, enough to be comfortable and it's got a thumb pick side on the other side of it. So I tried some of those too. Cause I, I mean, I've been on this big Steve Warner kick the last couple of years. Decades. I was, I went through this. What's that? You mean decades? (laughs) Oh no, it's been decades for sure. But recently in the last year or so, it's kind of come back again. Ah. And so it was, it was kind of waning for, I mean, I've always loved him, but it just, it comes back again. So anyways, I'm in Nashville and I see these picks. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start using a thumb pick again. Steve Warner, man, I just, gosh, I just love the way he plays. I love his tone he gets. I love everything. So I got these thumb picks, tried them on. I bought two of them. I just wasted 12 bucks. Like, there is no reason yeah. to get those. Um, my other problem I have with thumb picks is the the difference in volume for strings that you hit with the thumb pick and that you hit without the thumb pick. Because I play yeah. with a pretty soft touch. So when you hit with that thumb pick, you're getting a pretty good kind of, you know, ding And then with my fingers, they always play a little softer. So that was another issue I kind of had with them. So ultimately just kind of moved away from them altogether.
0: You know, something that you did end up mentioning was how, because you have kind of sweatier hands, Mm -hmm. you end up using a pick with some grip to it. Yeah. Now there is a number of different ways that people have tried to use grip. Okay. So I've heard the whole, you know, put a hole in the pick, you know, use like a, use a, a hole punch and try and punch through it. And I found that that didn't necessarily work so well for me.
1: Yeah, that's never never been good for me either.
0: When I used the celluloid pick, the Fender medium celluloid pick, I would always lick my fingers, and then I would grab the pick, and I would play. In the middle of a pandemic, that's a terrible idea. (laughs) Then I actually went to a different type of pick. I went to a Delrin. Uh-huh. Have you ever used Delrin picks before? I have. I know you have. And the reason why I know you have is because you gave me probably about 20 Keith Urban Monkey with the Guitar picks. Yep, yep. And those are Delrin. hmm And when I went from the Celluloid, one pick I would eat through in easily a couple of weeks. And I went to the Delrin, I could go a couple of months before I would need to change out a pick yeah and and i like and i didn't have to lick my fingers as much it gripped well and i liked all that and i would keep them with all my guitars and and everything and i actually used those until i ran out of them i moved to the 0.73 dunlop max grips and that that pick i never have to lick my fingers yep i always able to hold on to that
1: and that's mostly what i use now so i tried those max grip picks because i was at a guitar center and i thought i'm gonna give those a shot but they were in an effort to replace something that i already had like i told you i got those i think they're dunlops a while back and they were red and they had some grip on there and i really like those a lot
0: oh are those the uh the the point 53 millimeter ones yes and i liked it's actually because of those that I started using them, and you said, "Oh, you have to use them with an acoustic." Yes. And you gave me like six of them, and I was like, "I only have one acoustic. Why are you giving me six of them?" You're like, "No, no, no. You got to try them." And I think it's because you were trying to get rid of
1: them. Well, I bought I, that's the one I bought 144 of, I think. Yep.
0: And you know what? I used those, and I used them with my acoustic, and I went, "That's exactly what I want my acoustic to sound like." Yeah. So my acoustic, I use the 0. .53 millimeter. Yep. But my electrics, I use the 0. .73 millimeter. And I tell you what, I, I just, I love the slap for my style with mm-hmm. acoustic. I, I, I love those, but because I started to lose them or run out of them, I now have 144 as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're, I mean, they're cheap and they, they, they feel really good, but I got to tell you, so maybe three or four years ago, I just got to where I didn't like them quite as well. And I found a company called Cactus Picks. And I just bought a pack of them. And you can get 100 of these cactus picks for $24.99. To me, that's cheap. 100 picks for 25 bucks. And these things are the most incredible... If you ever... If your pick ever moves like get these cactus picks they are awesome they the tone of them sound they're really that much better Uh, than the dunlops because those things have great mm, grip uh i would say they are 10 times better than the than the like i didn't even use the max grips after i got those and they to me like i could see where somebody would uh, would play one and be like this feels weird but i've never felt that before because it almost has like a it's i mean like cactus almost but it's it's got like a sandpaper kind of grip so whenever you grab it it's not moving unless you want it to move so my brother and my nephew both play guitar i had them try them and they both loved them so i gave them a handful of them too but if you go to cactus picks and uh, you know they're not sponsoring us but if you go there and you can get a a mix of them so you can get some medium some heavy some lights and and i just got a combo of them all and i don't know that there's one that i use more than other i'll just pick whichever one up and which everyone's close and and I'll play that one and I do think the the thickness of the pick determines how I play the guitar but that has been my number one pick for 3 to 4 years until recently.
0: So, before we talk about what you've moved to recently, have you ever tried any of the picks that have holes in them at all? Yeah, I have. Like there's one out there, if I remember correctly, that has like this this kind of like star pattern type thing.
1: So those picks you're thinking of are called the Everly Star Grip. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get them for like five bucks for I think a dozen. Oh okay. Yeah. Five bucks for a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. There was one point in my life where if you told me a pick was five bucks, I'd look at you and be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm not a Rockefeller, you know. <laughs> I can't buy these things. But uh I can buy a set of the, strings but, for five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh that my my story has changed over the last year. So we'll oh, really? get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but no, I've never tried those. I do have, um, a couple of picks with holes in there and they just look like, you know, like somebody got a drill and just kind of drilled maybe five or six holes. And I don't find that that helps me grip it any better, honestly, but it does remind me of a bit that I heard of, you know, Dimitri Martin, the comedian. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's one of my favorites. He makes me laugh so much. But he's talking about those little holes in saltine crackers. Oh yeah. He's like, why do they put those holes in there? Is it to reduce wind resistance, (laughs) so you could get them to your mouth faster? So I, I think that I think that's why those picks have holes in them, so you can uh, you can play faster. (laughs) Yeah. You know. (laughs) That's right. Feed the guitar,
0: just like the saltines feed the body. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. Especially if you're so, a little uh, nauseous.
1: So, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of picks with holes in them. I'm not opposed to them, but they don't I, I just they don't add any benefit for me at all.
0: If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support yeah now you mentioned something about cost of picks, yes now hold on how much just just for curiosity, this is not part of the the usual draft that I write out, but i'm I'm just curious how much what's the most you have ever spent? On a pick.
1: There there's gonna be two camps of people in this. There's gonna be the camps of people that have one of these picks and know these picks, and so they'll be like, Yeah, I get it. And there's other people that are gonna be like, that guy's an idiot, and I agree with that group of people. <laughs> um I spent <laughs> I agree with both. So so we <laughs> went to Nashville back in March, which I brought up a bunch of times. When you say we, you mean I went with my beautiful, incredible, supportive wife who lets me buy outrageous things like this pick that I'm about to talk about.
0: She is wonderful.
1: For those of you
0: that don't know, she is a wonderful person. First of all, I married up. Yep. I did too.
1: We both did. And I mean she she Easily. just Oh we lucked. Yeah. Yeah we We, we lucked out yeah. You look at our guitar collections and you will know. We have this it's not even a deal. It's not like a contract. It's not anything. It is just like pure love for each other and kind of the way it works. And I'll say deal, even though it's not a deal because like we honestly really just do love it is she lets me go to every guitar shop that I ever want to go to. If we see a guitar shop driving down the road, she's like, Hey, there's a guitar shop. Let's go. And she'll go in there with me while I look at pedals and I try out picks and play guitars. And every now and then she's like, Hey, buy one. Like I want you to get it. If it makes you happy, get it. And we have the exact same relationship. It's a little, opposite when it comes to home goods like we go to every home goods if I see a home goods I'm like cutting off four lanes of traffic to get her to home goods so she can look at pillows and art and all that stuff so that leads me to this so we're in Nashville and we go to Carter Vintage Guitar which I've never been I mean that place if you're in Nashville and you don't go you didn't go to Nashville basically really I mean I guess I
0: didn't go to Nashville
1: <laughs> we went to Carter Vintage, and we did not go to the Grand Ole Opry, and I feel content with my choices. Like it's, that's awesome. It's good, but I I've been to the. Opry I did before, go to Gruins. Did you go to Gruins? I did. That place is awesome right. too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that place is so, pretty fun. So, anyways, we're we're there, and you know, I didn't find anything. I found like a forty two Martin that I wanted to buy, but. I didn't want to take out a mortgage on the house, you know, like a second mortgage Mm. to whatever. And, uh, so understandable.
0: She doesn't love you that much. Yeah.
1: And so, uh, (laughs) so after I was there for a while and they, they were so nice to me, they were so nice. I was like, I'm buying something. So I go up to the front and I buy a hat and I buy a t-shirt and then I see this case and it's like the pick of destiny case. (laughs) And here's all these picks. And in that case, they had blue chip picks. Now, have you heard of blue chip picks? I have not. I know what a blue chip player is. Like, if you're
0: talking about basketball, a blue chip player is going to be like that premier, this is the guy you give the full ride to Duke or, you know, North Carolina or Kentucky or UConn, you know, or whatever
1: type of player. Right. So blue chip picks, I don't know. I don't know where they're made. I don't know what kind of you know, angel tears are made of or what, <laughs> but I saw one and, and I was just trying to play it cool because the, you know, these people are pros there. They know what they're doing. And I was just like, Hey, can I get one of those blue chip picks? So they had one that said, um, CVG on there, like Carter vintage guitars. And I was like, that's, that's a cool souvenir. And I knew they were nice, you know, cause they came in a nice little case, whatever. Yeah. Well, the pick was $35, 35 bucks, American dollars. We're not talking about Pesos. Are they usually thirty five dollars, or is it just because it said Carter Vintage Guitars? Nope, every blue chip I think is thirty five. I think that's just their cost. Wow! And it's a so I just I got the standard teardrop, and they didn't have any kind of. Um, so did the devil get your soul at the end? Uh, well I did bet him a fiddle of gold.
0: <laughs> uh, no, Charlie Daniels, because because <laughs> I'm
1: better than you.
0: May he rest
1: in peace. <laughs> yes, exactly. Moment of silence for Charlie Daniels. Okay. All right. So All right. <laughs> I uh I I bought this pick and I had a um I didn't have a guitar with me, but I was like, well I'm gonna go play a guitar with this. So I took it. I mean I'd already bought it, like uh, that was it. I'd already bought it. Well it sounds like a pick. Like it like <laughs> I, I, <laughs> i i felt like a fool like i mean and like okay so so people people that know better like i'm talking serious like pro players they play these and they swear by them and so they're like this is a great pick but you know these are to me this is like the clon of a pick you've got two things you've either got so much hype oh yeah you've either got this clon in your pedal board and you play it and you hear the difference in there and you can tell whether it's a battery or whatever or you got one because it's kind of the cool thing to have, and you're not that great of a player, or because you saw somebody else with it on their board, and you went, "Well, this person uses a clone, so right.
0: therefore,
1: yes, I must use Klon And you know, I, I'm not—I'm definitely not rich, but when it comes to thirty-five dollars, like I'm like, I can do that. And so, like, I'm thinking, I've got the premium pick, like I've got the best pick in this world, and so I bought this thirty-five dollar pick, and I don't pick it up very often. To be honest with you, so I spent thirty five dollars on this pick. I went and tried it out, and it sounds like a pick. And uh, I get it home, and my my dog that I've talked about a few times, she has this like she, Tilly, you, Tilly, yeah, Tilly, yeah. Tilly the wonder dog. She um she loves just to grab things, and she'll take off running with them and chew them up. Like so, she loves my guitar picks, and she'll if she, <laughs> if, if if she finds one, she'll chew it up. And I had to come up with this new little container to keep her out of my picks. Cause she would just go and she'd grab one and she'd be running around and you'd see her and she'd just have this bright green pick in her mouth. And I'd sit there and think, Oh my gosh, I hope that's not one of my good picks. And so when I got home with this blue chip, I was like, I'm putting this in a, in a special spot. So I'm not, I'm not going to say anything bad about it. It's a really nice pick and it's got a really cool bevel on there. So when you're playing, it doesn't feel like it scratches the strings. It just glides really smoothly. However,
0: what is it made of? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: Okay. Is it is it glassy like a V pick? No, V-pic? no, is it, it feels it feel. It's is it plasticky? Kind of a, it's kind of a brown color, and it. I mean, it looks it. Brown is not a material. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. You said what? I think you said what does it look like somewhere in there? No, I was saying what what is it made of? <laughs> it's brown. It's brown. <laughs> I. I Okay, so uh, so I don't know what it's made of. It feels like it definitely has something that's, it's, it's not acrylic like some of the other picks we're going to talk about in a little bit, but it's, it's got a really cool bevel on there. So not all picks have that, but when you're picking, the, the idea is it you know, reduces friction when you're picking so you can flat pick with incredible speed, which I can't do. And you can you know play bluegrass licks like crazy, but I can't do that either. So here I am strumming Wonderwall On a $35 pick. And uh, (laughs) I I looked it up real quick what the material is actually
0: of a blue chip. And there was a review that came from. (laughs) Adjacency? Yeah, it was. uh, No, it was Acoustic (laughs) Guitar Forum. And it says For those who don't have a clue, the material the blue chip picks are made from is an incredibly expensive, specialized polyamide material. And I'm like, Polyamide, that's a plastic, man. Like,
1: that's cheap. Yeah, it's exactly. a really
0: expensive plastic.
1: Yeah. And it's brown.
0: And it's brown. It's a brown material. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What is it made of? I don't know. Brown. Plastic, brown. Yeah. Plastic, brown.
1: Yeah. Brown. Plastic. Well, when you
0: put it that way. <laughs> yeah. It's a space age material, according to another one. <laughs> it is space age. Yeah. That's because we're literally in the space age. We are. Now, okay, so you're telling me that you spent $35 on this pick. Now, I can understand because, first of all, part of you is saying, this is souvenir. Right. Part of you is saying, this is something I've been itching to try. Mm -hmm. And so, in which case, it's almost a little bit of therapy because you found your way of being able to scratch that itch, own something that you really like, but then not think about it ever again because you've now tried it and it's done. right? But have you ever spent a lot of money on another type of pick or possibly gotten one as a gift that was like, you know, like expensive or anything like that, that I don't know,
1: could help with this conversation. So this, this is what got me into these. Uh, I don't know if you want to say boutique picks or what. Have you ever heard of the Premier Guitar Mystery Stocking? Never
0: heard of this before. Premier Guitar? Like, is it like premierguitar.com or it, something? Okay,
1: so first of all, they sell out in seconds. Like, I mean, it's impossible to get. I've been trying for probably 10 years to get one and I never can get one. But basically what I've realized it is, is all the free swag and stuff they get over the years from all the different companies, they just put that in a priority mailbox and then send it out to you. So (laughs) you, you may get, uh, you know, nothing. You may get a, a guitar or a, 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 you know, an amp or a pedal or something, something You're good. You're getting just a
0: B-string. That's yeah, all you get, yeah. just the B-string. A broken B-string. Uh, but, man, it's the best B-string yeah.
1: you've ever... No, they the tone tone for days. They they guarantee <laughs> that you're gonna get at least what you paid for. And I I want to say it's like thirty. I don't know. I I want to say it's like it's under forty bucks. And so you know your chance to get something cool is good. I went this year again, and I was like, I'm gonna get one of these. And they went on sale, and I'm sitting there. They went on sale at like 10 a.m., and I'm just at 9.58 I'm hitting refresh over and over and 9.59 gets there and 10 gets there and I'm like oh my gosh I got it and so I go there to buy it and the website crashes on me and so I was like crap and so I tried again I try again try again and it was down and so I was like well that's it I didn't get it again this year well a couple of hours later I'm on the gear page and somebody posts hey they still have them available the website crashed and nobody got them so go now and so I went there I checked out, I bought one. I was like, this is awesome. So I finally got one and they sent me like I got a t-shirt and a, yeah, a really nice cable and I got some strings, like some PRS strings and just some just some mm-hmm. random things and they were all meh. They were okay, you know, but I felt like I uh, just wasted my money. But kind of in the bottom of the box there was something that was in some little package and it was a chicken pick it's called chicken picks have you heard of those before you
0: know i feel like i've heard of chicken picks and it's probably from you but it's been a long time since i've heard of these okay
1: so they're they're really thick like i mean they are thick and they've got a big bevel on there i don't know what material these are either but they it's some kind of I, I think they're made from chickens to be honest ah oh, really maybe bones <laughs> yeah chicken bones maybe but, it's
0: what they feed them this is what the cage free does when yeah. you're allowed to do cage free organic they poop out little picks that guitar players get to use. Yeah, it's well, yeah. it's either
1: that or the chickens make them. I don't know which one it is.
0: Oh, it so you be. think it's like a sweatshop, a it sweatshop of chickens? Could,
1: well, it could be more of like a charity kind of thing, you know, where they make them oh. to support their causes. But so you're seeing it's a bunch of nun,
0: nun chickens from the Catholic orphanage. You have a uh, chicken Teresa, yeah, that is out there, yeah, making these chickadee china, the Chinese Teresa,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, that's what—that's <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And this is not scripted, but you would think it was, since you knew exactly what <laughs> yeah, I was saying. <laughs> uh, so I got—I got this chicken pick, and in—I—I I didn't really know, and so I just out of curiosity, I looked up like how much everything cost, because I was like, did I really get my money's worth? Well, these were like maybe seven bucks, and so I thought, well, at the time, this was before I bought the blue chip. I thought seven bucks for a pick that's that's like big money compared to the cactus picks that I've been using so I put this in a special place too so Tilly wouldn't eat it because I know she'd have a field day with it but I started using this and at first I was like yeah that's pretty good you know that's nice and I found myself every time I picked up a guitar grabbing this pick every time and there was something about it that I just really I liked a lot and I I've kind of, I've kind of narrowed down to, I think it's the bevel on there. Like I, it's got that huge, like thick bevel plays really smooth. And at first I was just playing electric on there and it doesn't have really any grip or anything like that, but it still stays in my fingers really, really well. So I was, I was doing that and then I started playing acoustic with it and I really like the tone of that as well. And I noticed my tone whenever I was playing with this pick, it felt like I just had this real nice punch, almost like I turned on a compressor or something. I thought gosh this pick is is awesome. And so uh when we were in Nashville, um I went to another shop after I'd spent the 35 bucks. I was like if I'm going to spend 35 bucks on a pick, I can buy a chicken pick too. So I bought one of those there too and it was like 7 bucks. And I've been I've been using these chicken picks almost exclusively since then.
0: You know, it actually the bevel on those it reminds me a lot there's actually one that V-pick uses. That's called the Ivory. Yes. And that V-Pick that's made, it reminds me a lot of it. Have you ever played the V-Pick Ivory? I think I'm holding one in my hand right now, as a matter of fact. Okay. It's an ivory white. It, It looks beautiful. I think mine says medium P on it. Have you played that in comparison to the Chicken Pick?
1: The one I have says medium R on there.
0: Okay, so that means yours is rounded and mine is pointy.
1: Yeah, after, so, so I'm sorry. Let me rewind just a little bit. Whenever I got back from Nashville and I, I had all these chicken picks, and I bought a couple of V-picks, too, and they do have that kind of same bevel. So, yeah, I, I have played them, and I like the V-picks a lot. I also picked up a Gravity pick while I was there, too, which is very similar to a V-pick. It's kind of that okay. acrylic material. But yeah, they're Yeah, it's it's not like
0: it's not plasticky, no. but at the same time it's almost like plexiglass.
1: Yeah, it kind of is, but it's got something in there that whenever your your hands start to heat up, it's almost like it, it kind of it produces some friction in there a little bit. And so the with yeah. me, the more my hands heat up, the more it kind of feels like it's just kind of sticking to my fingers, which is really good. I really like that. Yeah. So yeah, I like these V Picks a lot.
0: I really like them. I like the way they feel. I like the way they play. Whenever I'm doing lead stuff, but whenever I'm playing in a band, I find myself missing the .73 millimeter Dunlop Max Grip, and so I end mm-hmm. up I end up using those mostly when I play live, unless I know for a fact I'm playing just lead stuff while in the band, and then I'll actually grab a V pick. And I'll do that if I'm doing just single notes or I'm having to, like, uh, alternate picking, uh, arpeggio, all that kind of stuff. I'll grab a V-Pick. And there's a number of V-Picks that I really like. Um, one of my favorites is actually their their medium light uh, that just, I mean, it just feels good in my hand. It's a little bit bigger than a jazz three. And I I really like it. I think it's called a
1: tradition light that's a little bit lighter. And it's a little bit Yep, I've got that one. a little bit heavier than a Fender pick like you said, but it feels a little more natural because what I've realized about these boutique picks, the V picks and the Gravity and Chicken picks, yeah. They're all really thick and even the Blue Chip, all the ones that I was I was feeling they were huge, like really really thick. And this, you know, this um Chicken pick that I have just to give you an idea, it's it's a 2.2 yeah, that would be millimeters. So, yeah, it's 2.2 millimeters where most of the picks I was using before were like 0.53 or yeah. 0.73 or whatever it is. Yep. So, th- I mean, this is like having four picks lined up in there. And so it's got it's got some... Well, and for those that don't know, the the Fender Medium, which is probably the
0: most popular pick ever, yeah. it's a 0.73. Jazz
1: picks are usually like a 1 millimeter. But yeah, so I mean those those things they're thick and I and that's probably one of the reasons they don't slip out of your hands because you're you, it feels like you're holding something you know of some value it's not a little thin piece of plastic so that that might be you know one of their things that they're kind of onto but I think also you're getting a little tone with that but I definitely do think that this era of five to ten to thirty five dollar picks is a definite form of quirk sniffery like we've talked about before.
0: Oh yeah, we've definitely talked about that. It's totally a quirk sniffery thing cuz I know that for me, I ended up spending like 30 bucks on like seven or eight picks. Yeah. And I I just remember getting them and and playing going, "Oh my gosh, I actually think I kind of like them." And then next thing you know, I start playing with the band and I go, "I need to go grab what I'm used to." Yeah. And had I stuck with it, maybe, but for the cost of like one pick, I could get like 40 of the one I was using before.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. And I really, I would like to do this someday, but I would like for you just to, you know, line up all my picks and let me play with them. And I don't think I could tell a difference. I I mean, obviously I could tell the thickness between a 2.2 millimeter and a point, you know, seven, three, but as far as the tone of it, I don't know. I don't I don't think I'm gonna tell a difference.
0: If you're one of those guys that plugs directly into an amplifier, the last time you really have influence based on what you physically do is right there in how you attack a string. Yeah. So a pick a pick is really it's kind of like that last little bit before it's out of your control. Yeah.
1: And I, I that's one thing I found and that's the one reason I keep buying these different picks is because I found that the pick is really an expression of how I'm feeling and how I'm playing. So there's some days where I'm yeah. in the mood for a thin pick and I may strum or I may do some, you know, chicken picking or or whatever and have a real light touch. But there's other days I want that big, thick chicken pick, and I'm gonna dig into those strings and, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play aggressively. But there's other days where I may play aggressively but I want to do it with a thinner pick so I can do some, you know, rakes or whatever and and get get yeah. that kind of sound. So uh, so while I don't think the tone is is, you know, distinguishable, let's say you got a uh machine on there and had it strum the strings with the same amount of force and everything. I don't know that the the tone's going to be distinguishable, but the way it makes me feel and the way I play is is huge and so that's the reason i keep so many different picks and i don't you know a lot of people yeah. do just have one pick but i definitely don't i mix it up and i like to you know play depending on yeah. my mood
0: i 100 percent agree with you in the sense that for me a lot of it depends on my on my mood i mean i use a 0.53 millimeter when i'm playing my acoustic because mostly when i play acoustic i don't play lead i usually i'm strumming something out or i'm doing a little bit of finger picking. And, and it gives me that lighter attack to it mm-hmm. and everything. But if I'm playing campfire music, if I'm strumming at the lake, I'm actually using a heavy pick. Yeah. And the reason why I'm using a heavy pick is because it produces more volume. And when I go to play electric guitar, I mean, I'm usually using a medium pick. I'm using a .73 millimeter pick. But if I'm only doing lead stuff, I'm closer to that one millimeter and i'm making sure that there's plenty of attack on that string and and everything that goes with that it's almost like going i'm in the mood to play some blues and you grab a strat yeah. versus i'm in the mood to play some blues and you grab a 335 yeah. versus i'm in the mood to play some country and so you grab a telecaster and then you go i'm in the mood to play some some country and now all of a sudden you grab a PRS and do a tap on yeah, it or something right. you know i mean does it sound the same? Absolutely not. Does it fit the mood and the inspiration you need at the moment? Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess that probably brings us to a close with what we're talking about. So do you have anything else to add to the whole picky about picks
1: idea? I think it's a really easy way to spend a relatively small amount of money and get a lot of different feels or a lot of different tones. It's If you've bought pedals and you've gone through that that chase of getting the right pedals and you finally kind of narrowed that down a little bit, getting picks is something that is fun to do and it's cheap and it's it'll give you a, you know, kind of a palette of different things. So if you're one of those guys, you know, maybe like my brother that's that just will grab whatever, you know, that's in the case, like go out and buy some cactus picks or buy one chicken pick or one blue chip and you know have something premium like that and try it and see if you like it because even with the like the V-picks and the chicken picks if you don't like it you're out $7. I mean you that's you know the cost of a meal somewhere. So uh you're not out a whole lot of money. So that's something to something to kind of try. It's fun and and you know while we're in quarantine sport some of these small businesses doing trying to keep food on the table. 100%
0: agree. Well, thank you so much for being on the Tweed couch. I appreciate you being here and willing to take the time out to, to kind of to join in and, in this conversation about something that some people either, A, never really thought of, or B, were in the closet wondering why people haven't thought of it yet. So I, I appreciate uh, you being here, and um, I hope this therapy session was helpful to you as much as it was for me. And Absolutely. We- Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you on again sometime. I can't wait. Well, that concludes our session of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. My name is Dr. T, and remember, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I have fun talking gear. Until next time.